Hey everybody, we are back. Uh, I'm here with David Corcoran of CorcoranHighways.org. Hello. Nice, nice to see you again. Yeah, it's good to be here. I hope you enjoyed the last five minutes off. Yeah, it was great. I peed and... <laughs> <laughs> just, just get that right out of the way. Okay. <laughs> we were talking about... Um, we were talking about Idaho uh, highways for the most part in, in, this, in the first part. And then part two, we're going to talk about some other stuff. And we'll weave in some Idaho stuff as well. But I know that you're a big baseball fan. Yeah, yeah. And um, you root for a team that, again, I think is off of most people's radars. Absolutely. I think a lot of people forget that there's a Major League Baseball team in Seattle. Yeah, that's um, And you're one of their fans. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about your fanhood of uh, the Seattle Mariners while we have you here. Yeah, yeah. So, so I became a fan of the Mariners living in Idaho. Uh, that's their uh, broadcast territory. So uh, despite being, uh, you know, depending on where I lived in Idaho, a, a seven to nine hour drive from Seattle, um, the the feeling was that I was supposed to be a Mariners fan and that was what was on TV. So so that's, that's, what, that's what I watched. And... and you know, really came to love the team in, in the kind of 2001 era. Um, enjoyed Ichiro and Edgar Martinez and, and uh, kind of the post-Griffey years. And then, mm-hmm. of course, after 2001, uh, you could call me a 2001 bandwagon fan, actually. Um, did you jump on the Mariners I bandwagon? Did. I did. That was the year that I really became a serious fan. And, well, and then, of course, they never made the playoffs again until until last year. Oh. So that was, that, that was it. But I've stuck with them, and I've got a little PTSD. But but now I live in Connecticut and and uh, am remaining committed to, to watching the Mariners. It's been really neat uh, living in the Northeast because I've got access to so many. Uh, road stadium, so I've been kind of following the Mariners around on the road the last couple of years, and had the chance yeah. to go to Cleveland a couple of times, both New York stadiums, uh, uh, Fenway, uh, I, I know there's been more than that, we're going to Toronto in two weeks to, to see them play the Blue Jays, we're uh-huh. going to uh, Baltimore in, in June, we'll that. Yeah, I'm trying to coordinate something on that, but we'll, we'll see. The Baltimore is a stadium I still have to get to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that's, then, that's high on my list. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably see them play the Mets again in, in September. They're at, they're at the Mets stadium over Labor Day. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, and, and still want to obviously get to Pittsburgh. And I would love to get to Pittsburgh. Yeah, you got to get to Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. If you don't go to any other ballpark, right. it's yes. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been it's been neat. Uh, you know, struggling a little bit with the uh, or have for this is now my third season of this the, the 10 p.m. weeknight start times that are so yeah, cool. that's that's a little bit uh, of a change for you, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And but with a couple changes this season have made this a little bit better. One now you know they aren't playing divisional opponents so much and are playing. Uh, Every team in baseball, every team is playing every other team at least one series, which means that they have to come to the East uh, one more time or so, or they spend more time in East and Central time as a result of that, which is which is good. But uh, you know, I I don't know that it logistically makes a lot of sense to do that. No, no, because now all it does is it creates a lot more series where. There's only there's only one time when this team comes in, and what the hell happens if you have a rain out? Oh yeah, you no. Know, it's, so it's, I I think about it from that angle, and also I, I miss the fact that there's there aren't as many division games. 
Right. I think that I think there needed to be. I think that there needed to be. I didn't think there was anything wrong with playing a divisional opponent nineteen times. I didn't either. In a a schedule that's one hundred and sixty-two games, you know, nineteen isn't really that many games. That's a tenth of your season. I mean, what I what I firmly believe is happening, and I'm not the first person to come up with this. So the internet has discussed this ad nauseum. Was that yeah? They're going to they're going to do one more round of expansion to 32 teams. They're going to blow up the AL and the NL. They're going to go to a Western league and an Eastern league, and then and then and then most of the games will be in the West, and most of the games will be in the East, and then they'll. They'll still play every team. I don't like that. That makes me sad as a baseball fan. But yeah, I, but I, I think that's where it's headed. Well, I don't, well yeah. I don't like the East and West myself. I don't. I don't mind keeping American and National. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although you basically obliterated all the remaining differences between those two with Universal DH and and all right, that other right. stuff. So but, you might as well just do East West at that point. Right. right. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't well, know how I feel about that, yeah. but. Um, expansion, I think, is inevitable. I'm not. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not that stupid, but you know. Which, which, speaking of expansion, I, I don't know if you heard. Salt Lake City is putting together a pretty aggressive bid to get a major league. Yeah, I, I heard is, about that. Which, yeah. the more I think about, is is an interesting proposition, right? I mean, this is a city that's demonstrated that it's good at getting infrastructure built. Like they will get a stadium built if they need to. Mm. They have already hosted the Olympics. They're rapidly growing. They're in an area that does not have a strong territorial allegiance to any team. I mean, people in Salt Lake City aren't rabid Rockies fans, right? Or well, the Rockies, fans, the, right? the Rockies so, stink, so... so like, like <laughs> I kind of... I, I mean, I see an opening for them in the South, obviously, but, but I kind of think Salt Lake City makes a lot of sense. Like, I, the, more, the more I thought about it, I was like, huh, I, I can see where this, this could work. Uh, it would be interesting. Yeah, so well I think I think before they deal with expansion they gotta deal with the Oakland situation yeah, and they yeah. gotta deal with the Tampa situation. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Whether that means that those two teams stay put or if they move elsewhere, right, right. then that's right. that's kind of the first two issues that have to be resolved. Right. I do think an expansion to thirty two just makes sense logically. You can't yeah. have fifteen teams in no, the league. No, no. That doesn't no, really doesn't work, work very well. Right. No. Um, yeah, so going to 32 evens it out so that it makes a lot more sense. Right. It just makes everything much more orderly. Right. I mean, people have talked about like new cities where they, they put teams in. You know, people talk about Nashville as an option. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I, I think that you want to try to find cities that are not full of transplants that you can yeah, actually agree, build. Right. You yeah. can build a legit fan base. Right, right. That's like one of the problems with Tampa. Right, is yeah, that the Florida teams have struggled. Yeah. The Florida teams don't draw because everybody's a fan of everybody else except right, right, the right. local team. Right. And yeah. Nashville is, well, there's a reason why they're starting to call Nashville Nash Vegas. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, now it's, the it's, Vegas it's, of the East. Right, right. You know, they don't, they, they, I mean, Nashville's booming right now, but it's because of everybody moving from everybody else right, or right. Every, every other yeah. market. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting thing to to follow. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. that, that's going to be a topic that's going to come up, I think, a lot in the next few years because they're sure. they're dying to add two more teams. Oh, I think and so. It's just yeah, a question of where at this point. Yeah. yeah. And if Las Vegas gets a team, that probably does. Well, it seems like it's, it seems like that's where Oakland's going to end up I, at this yeah, point. I, I, I yeah. think you're probably right. They already took the Raiders. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 
I, I, I mean, I, I would say that it, the Oakland A's stadium is my favorite stadium to see a baseball game. In. You know, I've heard you say that before. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I, the, when you first said it, I was like, "What, really? Yeah. What are you talking about?" But when you explained it, it made it sort of made sense to me. So why don't you tell the audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, it's it's like going to a giant minor league baseball stadium, right? Like you, you've got. <laughs> So, so the Oakland A's, they don't. If you uh, if you go to buy a soda at the A's stadium, they don't have a contract with Coke or Pepsi. They have one with RC Cola. Believe it or not. So you you, so go, you, there, you yeah. go there, you get your RC. Like, so that that's the level of like what we're talking about here. It's right? very so, minor league. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, you you go to the concession stand and you're not getting the like teriyaki chicken bites with or whatever the fancy I'm just trying to go with some like really obnoxiously fancy food that people at baseball stadiums eat these days. Okay. Right? You get a hot dog, right? And and you go into the stadium and there's hardly anybody there. But who the people who are there are pretty darn enthusiastic. There's like a there. thousand people at the game. Yeah, yeah, but... and, and they're really excited to be there, right? And it's it's an affordable way to go see a game. Um, the stadium kind of sucks, but the fans are fun. I've I've been there a few times as a Seattle yeah. fan, and they it's... heckle you a bit, but always in a in a kind-hearted way. Uh, That's kind of the shame about that Oakland Stadium is that it's actually pretty easy to get to. It is. It's it right is. off the 880 there, yeah, south yeah, of Oakland. Yeah, you can take BART right there. And you can... There's a BART station there, yeah, too, yeah. 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 It's right by the I, I went through that BART station four years ago no. when I was in San Francisco because I went to the old Oracle Arena. I don't know if okay, you've yeah. ever went to a game I there. I no. But I went to see a Warriors game there. Right. And this was when they had, like, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, and they were, like, loaded, right? right? So I was like, you know what? I'm in San Francisco. I'll just take the BART over to the East Bay, because I really should watch this team yeah, yeah, yeah. once yeah, in course. person, you right. know? And I, I think they were playing, like, San Antonio that night, and they were up at, like, 40 at the end of the third quarter. Right. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's a great, it's a transit-friendly place to get to. Yeah. It's right off the freeway. And I just, I don't know, I don't understand why they can't just build a new stadium in the parking lot there. I, I wish you know, they would. It's I, just, yeah. it, that's the, I, I know that they've talked about doing that, but that's too easy, right? This is California. We're no, they want to they go over to Howard Terminal. And they, I mean, they want to be, and I worry that if, if the sort of, I mean, it's probably dead now that Howard Terminal Stadium proposal, but like, you want the A's to be the A's. You don't want the A's to be the other giants, right? Like the A's, yeah. the A's very much appeal to... If you go to an A's game, it's it's a it's a blue color like it's crowd, a different right? kind it's, of it's crowd. Not the people yeah. that go to Giants games, and you don't want yeah. you know you don't want to mix the two. If they're just the second Giants in some the, fancy new stadium on the waterfront, like that's not going to work. The, the Giants the, became a lot more corporate when they moved out of Candlestick right, into right. Yeah. whatever it's called Oracle now. Yeah, it's called Pacific AT&T Bell AT&T when they Bell. opened it. Yeah, yeah. 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 but that that's when the change happened with the Giants, right? But yeah, the A's still retain that, you're right, that blue-collar image. And the A's brand, historically, has been a great brand in Major League Baseball. It has, it has. Going back to when they were in Philadelphia, right. and then in Kansas City before that, Absolutely. or after that, and then in Oakland. Right. And it's just really sad to me to see what the A's brand has become oh, it is. It's, in it's the last sad. few years. It's, it's really sad. And, and, yeah, I mean, I hope they get work done. I, I fully sympathize with taxpayers not willing to subsidize a gazillion dollar stadium, especially if the team uh, isn't demonstrating any interest in spending money. On it's, the not like the, it's not like it's not like well, yeah, that's the other thing. It's not like they're trying to win, right? Right. You know, yeah, yeah. that's, you know, that's the other say, problem. Oh, well, we promise we'll try to win if you build us a new stadium, but. 
That's amazing. The Marlins did a good job with that, right? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? yeah. That lasted about five minutes, and right, then they right. traded everybody away again. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, but yeah, baseball is... But baseball is a big part of your sports fandom and and all that. It yeah. And it, it, uh, I, you know, I like the... I, I, I like some of the new rule changes this year. I am still, I, and I know we disagree on this, I am still pissed off about this ghost runner extra innings thing. Uh, See, that, I... That, is, that ruins extra innings for me, but, but I... Uh, yeah, well, uh, I, I, I understand, because you like chaos. I like you chaos. like 18-inning like ballgames. I just think, there's so, every day, <laughs> like the 18-inning game is so infrequent that you may as well enjoy it every once in a while. I was, I was talking about this with Rob Adams, because I had yeah. him on the podcast, and we said that... You know, for whatever the, the Mariners are such a weird franchise because they go twenty years without a playoff game in, in Seattle, and yeah, the one right. game that they get is an eighteen inning marathon. Right, right. So it's like the it's like the baseball gods are trying to make up for the last twenty years. Right, right, right. Like you only got one game, but we'll give you two games for the price right. of one with this one. You know where but, I was during that game. I feel like I I should know this. This but was I, this I don't was remember. tragic. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love my girlfriend now, fiance. I was stuck in a performance of The Notebook in Chicago during all of those extra innings. Uh, So I couldn't check my my phone. I couldn't do anything. It's like the (laughs) best playoff game the Mariners have ever played. (laughs) Because I knew you were out of town, but I forgot. Yeah, I was was frantically like watching it on my phone. Oh my god! Like during dinner and all that, I was like, I, you know, we we were with our friends, and I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. Like this is more important than you guys, and and everybody understood. Well, I mean, but then the show started to start. It's like shit. Like they're. The game's not over. The game's yet. not over. <laughs> so I was like, well, okay. And I, I did the right thing and I went into the show. But And then the game, then it was like intermission and the game was still going on. And did you make it through the show without the game? No, being the over? game ended while I was in the oh, show. Okay. So I, I mean, at least we lost. At least we lost. If we would have won, I would have been heartbroken. But. <laughs> then, you don't, then you don't feel as bad for missing it. But, but this year, this year I blocked off the month of October. There you go. And, and I, I said, we're not going anywhere. We're not doing <laughs> <laughs> Except Seattle. We'll, we'll get on a plane and Maybe. Play in Seattle. Or, or if they're playing in New York or Toronto or something, we'll drive over there. The yeah, if there's, a, if there's a division series yeah. involving the Yankees, sure. Well, and, yeah. and, and as a Mariners fan, you get so used to them not winning. The, you know, we, like, so I had to watch a couple of playoff games from Portugal, too, because... When we booked the tickets, I was like, they're not going to make it. Like, this isn't going to happen. And then, of course, I buy the tickets, and then they win 14 games in a row. Like, oh, right. Yeah. 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 Like, God damn. Right. So, hey, do you have MLB Network here in uh, Lisbon? No, we did. They brought our laptop, and we plugged it into our uh, hotel TV, and, and we watched it. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're, yeah. I mean, you're a Mariners fan, but you take it seriously, and I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about you want to talk about roads? Yeah, let's talk about roads. Let's talk about this roads. This is a road uh, channel, right? Uh, well, allegedly. See, okay, the okay. thing is, like, it's billed as a podcast about roads and travel, but see, I like to take things to another level and just say it's about, you know, our experiences and our Absolutely. and then the people that we meet along the way and you know, you can say that the Mariners are an experience they are to an watch. Experience. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's okay, I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Let's talk about some of your other favorite drives in the state of Idaho okay. as a whole. We talked, we dealt a lot with Boise last last part. We talked about US ninety five yep. a bit. Um, 
We haven't really dealt with the eastern part of the state yeah, much, yeah. so I, I want to talk about um, Twin Falls, okay. that area. Um, maybe you could guess why I want to bring up Twin Falls, but it's because of the uh, the bridge on US-93 over of the Snake River Canyon, yeah, yeah. which reminds me a lot of the... Um, it's like a miniature New River Gorge Bridge. I don't know it if is. you've ever yep. been to see that one in West Virginia. Yep. Um, yep. The, the, the Paring Bridge is kind of like a miniature version of that. Yep. And it's it's kind of got the same look to it because it crosses over this high canyon that on the Snake River. Sure. Um, that, that was probably like my favorite spot in the state that I got to see. I haven't been That's to Northern. You, you haven't seen Northern. Well, uh, well, right. See, I, again, I, I've seen. I've only seen the stereo. I've only seen the stereotypical part of yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that is a nice bridge. That is a highlight for me. Yes, yeah. yes. So that's yeah. the, certainly of Idaho's. Um, Sort of civil engineering achievements that that's right up there towards the top, and so yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But so you have that, and then like in the eastern part of the state. You're kind of like if you take 20 up from Idaho Falls, you end up at the doorstep of Yellowstone. You do. Out that way. Like, is that part of it? Because, like, all right, I I drove the interstate system in Idaho. Right. And I'm only missing 90 across the top at this point. So, like, 15 I didn't think was all that interesting. But I noticed. Have you driven all 15? I've driven all 15. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I noticed, like, east and west of 15, there's a lot of mountains and all that yeah, stuff yeah. so it gets a lot I, I would imagine it, it gets a lot more interesting it does if the, you get off the interstate yeah I mean I, I mean I would say east of Idaho Falls heading towards Yellowstone it really doesn't get that interesting until you're kind of 15 miles or so west of the Wyoming line uh, in any direction so you know you go through a lot of kind of the same stuff um, uh, Idaho 31 is certainly a nice drive you've got that sort of north-south uh, little road Right there, um, and then and then uh, you know the Teton Pass Drive is nice. I would say most of the scenery is probably in the uh, on the Wyoming side, and then yeah, going up twenty uh, twenty is a uh, you know largely divided highway. And they're actually doing some reconfiguration of twenty in Idaho Falls. is is kind of the plan. They are. Um, Rebuilding the 2015 interchange, where 20 heads northeast is a freeway, and and uh, moving it to the northeast a bit, um, and then they're going to decommission a bunch of roads. Uh, I think 20 business is going to go away through Idaho Falls, um, mm. and and they're they're generally and I could be a little bit off on that, but they're they're generally reconstructing all that, but but it won't be signalized anywhere from 15 to 20, which will be nice. Um, and then and then getting up that direction, that's that's a nice drive up there. You get up to uh, Island Park, which is the um, longest. If you Google the Island Park Idaho city limits, then it's, it's just it's search for it. I, it sounds skeptical. It is um, the intent was to allow. Did you do it? Oh, I just did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, so a bunch of bars wanted to be able to serve alcohol uh, at the time. My understanding is there was a provision that prohibited uh, bars in unincorporated areas. And so a bunch of bars got together and formed the city of Island Park, Idaho, which just follows you as 20. Yeah, it's uh, just for, the... for 
ever. Yeah, it's America's longest Main Street is what they build themselves <laughs> as. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but if you, if you ever drive 20 up there, there are signs that, that indicate that. And they're very proud of their... Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so if you, like what I just did, I went on Google Maps and just looked up Island Park, Idaho, and it, it highlights like the, the city limits of Island Park, and it's basically just like the right-of-way of the street on both sides yep. for like, I don't know, however far Yeah, like, it is. like 15 miles. That's, yeah, it goes on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> But because they were able to incorporate all of that, they were able to kind of find a loophole and yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we can we can do whatever we want here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so, and so that, that's a fun area. Um, just adjacent to that, it's not on the state highway system, but there is the uh, the I, I think the Mesa Springs Scenic Byway. It's it's old Idaho Forty Seven um, or Mesa Falls Scenic Byway. Uh, it goes down the Warm River. It eventually turns into actual Idaho 47 down towards Ashton. Um, that's a that's a gorgeous seasonal drive. It's only open uh, only open in the summer, um, but an underrated little trek if you ever have the chance. Um, uh, and then and then certainly, you know. So to get from, you know, I used to live in Helena and uh, Montana. Yeah, it would drive to Boise. It's by far fastest not to use fifteen eighty six eighty four. It's it's significantly faster to take Idaho twenty two to twenty three to US twenty six to US twenty or to just US twenty uh, and go through Arco and Craters of the Moon and, and Fairfield because out there you were just in nothing speed limit mm-hmm. seventy uh, now through New Boise um, Idaho. Nine years ago now or so, they authorized 80-mile-an-hour speed limits on the interstates. And, and yeah, I did notice that. Which, yeah. which they applied pretty liberally. Um, but they also, in that same bill, allowed for 70-mile-an-hour speed limits uh, on two-lane roads, which they've been much more selective and slow about rolling out, but you can find some of those 70 zones. Uh, yeah, so they're not in quite... That part of the state. They're, yeah. they're not quite as badass as Texas is. No, no, not, not at all. <laughs> or, or even neighboring Montana. There, Idaho is Idaho. So this, you know, there's obviously the state legislature and the state DOT, which, as in many states, aren't always on exactly the same page. No, right? yeah, so well, yeah. the the state DOT has been rather annoyingly dropping speed limits left and right throughout the state over pretty much the entire time I've lived there, except when the state legislature has come along and said, oh, you have to raise the interstates to 80, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, not, not to go back to US 95, but uh, Northern McCall, they, they dropped the speed limit from 55 to 45 about 10 years ago. And, and there's still uh, advisory 50-mile-an-hour speed placards in the 45 zone because they just... <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, and, and which I always use as grounds to speed through there. I just still go 55, and I figure if I ever get pulled over, I'll tell the officer, well, I saw a placard that said the advisory oh, 50, and so that's something that had to be. Yeah, well, he, he, <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, but no, southeastern Idaho, or, or even general eastern Idaho, is an interesting beast. Um, Definitely yeah, because I, I only really experienced the interstate highway right, part right, of it. So, right. I mean, there's not a whole lot out there to be honest. Uh, going out, going out towards uh, Victor, obviously. Uh, yeah, as I said, I know 31 is nice. Uh, 
I will never enter the city limits of Soda Springs, Idaho again, but US-30 <laughs> is a nice way to cut between uh, Idaho and Wyoming and bypass the Wasatch Front. Mm-hmm. If, if you can go down through, you can go down through Kemmer to, to you know, Rock Springs and, and see Pocatello. There mm-hmm. is off 84, um, south of Malta, there's uh, one of the more underrated sort of natural um, national uh, uh, sites in the country is uh, City of Rocks National Reserve, which is Mm. distinct from a national monument or a national park, but it's kind of the same thing. Uh, The National Reserve involves a little bit more private land. Um, Is it still under the umbrella of the National Park Service? It is. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, people texting me. Uh oh. The, the woman. Tell them to. Tell her that my fiance. Ah. My lovely yes. fiance. Oh, yes. Yes. If she listens to this. I apologize for telling you the woman. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, some woman's texting me. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. But yeah, uh, I don't know. If you've ever. Craters of the Moon is worth. Stopping by, I, you know. I, you I, said that's off eighty four somewhere. No, no, the city of rocks is off eighty four. Craters of the moon is off of uh, twenty six. City of rocks is also worth stopping by. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of out in the sticks. Um, yeah. One of Idaho's. Yeah, it doesn't get pretty uh, remote down that one way. One of right? Idaho's newest state highways down there is, is down there. Idaho State Highway seventy seven spur, um, mm-hmm. which. Incidentally, I claim to have cleansed the Idaho State Highway System before realizing that that indeed existed, and so I had to go back and, and drive it. Oh, and boy. You did. had to make a special trip just to do that. Huh? I did, but it was great. <laughs> but actually, it was, it was three years ago. It was right during COVID. That was the first time I, I really... Uh, mm. I left Boise after we were all told to go home. Was I was like, all right, well, you know, I, I guess maybe it was Memorial Day weekend. I was like, all right, you know, I'll, you know, that was that was a weird time because they were still like, oh, Utah was like, oh, you can't come to Utah until we're in like level two or whatever, right? Like, Why? like yeah, there were all those like weird like travel restrictions. Yeah, like, yeah, I was yeah. trying to follow the rules, and so I was like, all right, yeah. well, I can. Well, what am I going to do in Idaho? It's like, oh, I can go. There's this one state highway that I apparently forgot to clinch. So well, you know what though? That was one activity <laughs> that was really good for social distancing as oh, road enthusiasts. Sure. Oh, for sure. You know, great. you could just go and clinch roads, and you don't have to right. talk to anybody or come within six feet of anybody. It was great. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, a month later. Yeah, rental cars were really cheap. Yeah. 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 I, that too. Yeah. I was thinking, like in the summer of 2020, I was like, all right, what's the what's the most remote state that I could go to that's within reasonable driving distance that I haven't really spent much time in. And right, that's right. how I settled on West Virginia. Well, that makes sense. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's no yeah. people there. Right. And it's like, all right, well, I can drive there relatively easily and I haven't really ever been there. So, right, right, right. Right. Yeah. so I just spent a summer just hanging out there for the most part well, on awesome. weekends. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I drove a healthy chunk of Utah and Colorado highway systems and my... <laughs> I, I never finished those, but that's okay. Yeah. I clicked Utah 900, which was my one of the deep gladiator. And which, one which, which one is 900? Utah 900 is the one that was designated by the state to prohibit possible transport of nuclear waste. Um, oh, that sounds interesting. And, it's, and, and they are, it's a series of roads that are... Um, 
sort of random. They're not even roads in some places. They're just <laughs> patches of grass. Um, it's sort of west of Utah, 196, and uh, uh, they're wow. largely unimproved. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 That's like one of the. I think that's one of the most remote parts of the interstate system, right? It's on 80? Like it, is, that it is. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah, think you go, uh, like, it's like 40 miles between the interchanges or something like that. Oh, yeah, but yeah, there are, there are large, some of them are two tracks, some of them are, well, this is, again, bad for radio, but if you go to my website, you can you can look at, like, State Route 901. Like, you have an entry for it. I do. There it is. And there it is. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's to, you can barely see some faint ruts, and they and they classify that, that as a state a, highway. That is on the books as a Utah State route. Utah State Route nine hundred. Yeah, um, good good luck clinching that. Yeah, my my <laughs> argument with uh, the good people at uh, Clint Highway Mapping or Travel Mapping or whatever. Yeah, the, the, the club that was uh, immediately shot down. The, so they won't put it in. It's, it's not signed, and they're not going to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> you could just put it in just to screw with people and be like, yeah, good luck finding it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's doable. <laughs> I mean, it's drivable. I, I, you know, I, I had a, uh, yeah, I rented a, a Jeep Gladiator. I, I wanted a Wrangler with a Jeep Gladiator. I, and that was too much car. I, I didn't need that much. Like, I... I, you, you certainly want something with four wheel drive and something with a decent oh, amount sure. of clearance, yeah. but but you don't, you know, freaking Jeep Gladiator was too much vehicle. Like my Jeep Liberty would have been just fine. Um, yeah. No, I yeah no I, I I enjoyed the summer of twenty twenty in its own way. Yeah, I think a lot of people got a lot out of that summer. Yeah. In general. Yeah, there were no yeah. expectations. Well, that that might have been the best part. Yeah. 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 Like you just. Like, you just do whatever the hell you want. Well, that's how I got into drone flights and drone flying and all that stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because it's another one of those things where, like, all right, I want something that can be done solo. And right. I don't have to be near people to do it. That's true. So yeah. I got into flying drones that summer. Nice. And that's, nice. that's, how that, that's how that sort of side gig of mine took off. Very cool. Very so, cool. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, sometimes... The most trying of times are the times when you come up with the best ideas for new things. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's, it's an opportunity. For just, sure. Just like, you know, just like everything else is. But Definitely. What else do you want to say about Idaho, genius? So, well, I don't know what I want to say about Idaho. I, I mean, I would say, <laughs> well, well, I mean, what I would say is, and now that I don't live there anymore, I suppose I can ethically say this. You can, you know, that this is a podcast. You can say whatever the hell you want. Well, well, yeah? I, when you live in Idaho, you're sort of obligated to not encourage people to go to Idaho uh, because there's enough people in Idaho, and and <laughs> okay, and, and there's enough people moving there, and it's already becoming overrun. A lot of and, people uh, haven't gotten that memo, but okay. Well, no, in this part <laughs> of the country, no. But if if if, if we were having this conversation for in. Uh, in San Francisco or, or Seattle, it might be it might be a little different, um, uh, and that's Idaho's worth a road trip. And 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 I guess what I'm saying there is that uh, don't drive down I eighty four and be like, ooh, Idaho, that's that's fine, but it's boring. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I, I I would say 
you really haven't. You really need to go off the interstates, and you really need to go into the sort of uncharted middle part of the state where there are no interstates. Once you get up there, you're going to be in a completely different world than, than you would be in in, uh, in southern Idaho, uh, and even in northern Idaho. Um, yeah. So let's let's so let's summarize. So like for people who have not been to Idaho and. Yeah. find themselves there at some point in the future yeah um like let, let's kind of go through like where what are like the essential drives yeah, yeah. that you think that that people should go like we've already talked about you 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 rave about idaho 55 yeah, yeah, for instance yeah, absolutely. and then us 95 running right. up the spine right. of the state right. um and then there are there are probably a couple others that we've already yeah. mentioned too but like what like yeah th- Help us out a little bit. Yeah, so, so obviously the sampler planner, you've flown in Boise, you have five hours to kill you, and you, you want to see as much of Idaho as you can in five hours. You would take 55 up to McCall, you would take 95 back down to Ontario, Oregon, and then you'd take 84 back to Boise. Easy enough. Um, I, I, I would say otherwise, um, if your interest is more in high plains, open desert, you know, I think certainly U.S. 20 across the state is is a gorgeous way to go. You get a, a mix of uh, farmland in Boise. You get a mix of, of high desert uh, coming through Fairfield over over to Cary. Uh, then you get into a little bit of mountains, but not too much as you go by Craters of the Moon over to Arco, which was the first city in the United States heated by or, or powered by nuclear power. It was the first what? First city, you said? Yeah, or the first community, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the Idaho National Laboratory is uh, out there in the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. Which was the Idaho Nuclear Energy and some other E uh, thing. <laughs> um, okay. But anyway, yeah, a lot of nuclear research out there. Um, okay. Um, then in terms of other drives, uh, you know, up north, I think it's worth taking uh, Idaho 3 as opposed to US 95 to get up up to uh, up to Coeur d'Alene. Um, you know, especially in northern Idaho. Um, actually, that whole area is kind of underrated. Uh, around Kamiya or Ofino, Kuskia, uh, the Mez Purse Reservation is really a, a neat place to just go for a drive. And, and I don't even necessarily mean that culturally. I, I would just say from a visual standpoint, uh, uh, Idaho 7, which is unpaved in a lot of places, is, is a neat drive. Idaho 64, also uh, largely unpaved from Vesper to Kamiai, is a short but absolutely gorgeous drive. Um, I, I can't speak highly enough for Lolo Pass over, over the mountains up to Montana. Um, you got to be careful with your, your speed on that one, but, uh, but I recommend the drive. Just don't floor it until you see the cop. <laughs> okay. Well, there's one police officer that just drives back and forth from Kuskia to the Montana line really? all day, every day. Uh, <laughs> um, he, I, I spared him. He got my dad twice. He's gotten <laughs> my sister once. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loves your family. Well, the speed limit, the speed limit is 50, and there's really oh. from Kuskia all the way to Montana, which is 100 miles. Um, a lot of that, you probably can go a lot more than 50 yet. Um, 
I tended to set my cruise control at 55 and call it a day, and then you're fine. Um, Idaho 11 is a weirdly underrated drive. I, I mean, I would say that's that part of the state offers a lot of bang for the buck. Um, there is a lot of sort of driving kind of spurs to nowhere, but you get a good range of uh, kind of Palouse, but not really the Palouse. Uh, good mountain scenery, good river scenery, uh, good mm. valley scenery. Um, uh, I The area north of Coeur d'Alene up in Sandpoint, that's popular with people. Um, there are lakes if you'd like to be on a boat. That's a nice place to go. The roads are the roads are all right. Uh, you know, mm. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh my god, you need to detour up the Sandpoint just to drive your 95 up there, unless you were really close 95, which is worthwhile. But... Mm. Um, uh, or a state but, highway 200, which starts out that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that all the way to Minnesota. And, uh, yeah, it's it's a continuous route number all the way out to yeah. Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Primarily, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yes, they're trying to get Washington to join in on that, but that never happened. Ah, okay. Washington 20, they sort of lobbied to renumber as 200. But I didn't know that, really. They did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, back, in the, back in the day when the Highway 200 coalition was going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was surprisingly late. I mean, it was after, it was, it was, it may have been the 70s. It was, it was, it was after sort of those stereotypical, like, highway whatever things mm. were things, right? Um, and that's, that's a nice drive, 200. I've, I've I haven't taken the whole thing, but I've taken it from Sandpoint all the way to the middle of North Dakota. And North Dakota, one of the three states I've still not been to. It's as it's of a the state. recording of this. I've heard well, it's a state. Yeah. What are the other, <laughs> what are the other two besides North Dakota, Alaska, and Hawaii? Uh, South oh, Dakota. Yeah, Hawaii. Oh, so North Dakota, South Dakota, and Alaska. And Alaska. Oh, those are the three. How have you not been to either Dakota? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> it's just well, because like, so for my YouTube channel, I've prioritized major cities. So I've been no. to like Kansas City. I've been to like gotcha. Des Moines, and I've been to Minneapolis. Des Moines, as opposed to the great city of Sioux Falls. No, I've not been to or Sioux Falls. Fargo or no. Kansas City? Okay. No, I know you're terribly disappointed, but I no, I'm I not. <laughs> I have been to Boise, though. That's good. Well, yeah, yep. uh, and. Uh, what else, what else do you want but to wrap up the Idaho part of the discussion? What else? Do I have anything else to say in Idaho? I, you know, um, I don't know. We could give you another three hours and you can come up yeah, with something. I mean, I, I mean, what I would say is that uh, just in terms of logistics, in terms of what ITV has been prioritizing, they have been dropping more roads than they've been adding in the last uh, few decades. You there, mean dropping more state highway? Yeah, yeah. So state they, highways from the, the log or whatever? Yeah, yeah. They've, they've turned back uh, the I-84 Nampa Caldwell business loop recently to uh, to local maintenance. They've turned back the Hammett Idaho business loop on the I-84. There's kind of a lot of weird stuff. They, uh, there's like a US-93 spur and chalice that they're getting rid of. Um, they're like they're, they're they're just they're, they're trimming fat from the state highway system. Is that, yeah, I was gonna say, is that budgetary? I I, I think it probably is. I mean, I mean it's budgetary, but it's couched in priorities, right? Which is to say, our priority is to focus on um, mobility corridors that, that are designed to move traffic between cities, right? And business yeah. loops don't really fit that. 
need nor do random spurs in the cities and, and, and so so they're dropping a lot of that from the system which is which is fine um, you know the Idaho system's already pretty small um, it's it's not if you ever want to clinch the Idaho system it's absolutely not an overwhelming uh, lift to do such a thing uh, you could probably do it in a few months if you take it from the pro who's done it right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe we should have some of the people from ITD visit a state like Maryland or Connecticut, where there's all these goofy ass. Oh, like, it's crazy! Five hundred yeah. series state highways yeah. in here in Connecticut, and then in Maryland they have like these oh, weird, yeah. unsigned like eight hundred or nine hundred series state highways for like ramps and frontage roads yeah, and stuff like that. You drive yourself crazy trying to clinch all of those. I mean, I'm more like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna clinch ramps, but I, but I, I like like the Connecticut system, right? Like clinching the five, six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred series roads, like that was fun. But did you actually do all? I did all of them. Yeah, you yeah, did all. I did all of them. I was like, you know, whatever. Like, well, I started to look, and I was like, some of these I can't justify not clinching. Like, like the the Milford Parkway connection between ninety five and well, that's kind of important. Like, like that's that's a. It's an SR. It has a it's yeah. like SR seven thirty four or something. But it's like I can't. I don't feel like I can say I've punched the Connecticut system if I haven't driven that. And so, yeah. but if I'm driving that, then why am I driving that? But not all the other. Wow. Three did they? Yeah. And, and you know this is this is where travel mapping and I disagree because I'm just like ooh I'm just like that's why I went to Clint's Utah nine hundred right so it's like, 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 like <laughs> screw you travel mapping I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, you know I. I, I, I and that's a philosophical difference, right, in terms of system clinching. I know there's people that argue, like, oh, it should be as easy as possible. But I'm like, no, you know, oftentimes the most fun roads are the most random ones, right? Like, I agree that if we're getting into, like, this is the ramp from 95 north to 2 east or whatever, like, that, that that's getting a little into the weeds. But if it's, like, the... The road that they randomly designated to keep like nuclear waste out, like that, can be kind of fun, right? It just sounds cooler. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. it sounds like wow. All right, this <laughs> has an interesting backstory. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, and, and, and I, you know, certainly whenever I come to New York, I'll hit all the reference routes. But do you think you're going to get to that point, huh? I think so. I'm going, all right. I'm almost well. done with Rhode Island, and then, then I'll finish up Massachusetts, and then. Well, that's that's one of the other perks about moving east is that you have so it's many so more new states to clinch. I know it's great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I was getting to a point. By the time I left Boise, the closest unclinched state highway to me was like 500 miles away. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you yeah, see, somewhere in like central Utah I was like this is this is a long way. So. Good <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just nice to not have to get in the car and drive nine hours to get to a new piece of road. Well, yeah, I mean, you got new states all over the place here. I was here. cranky enough when I had to drive to Westerly yesterday to drive into roads. Westerly. Oh, is that, is, that yeah, yeah. is that what you were up to? <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, well, I mean, Rhode Island traffic and these drivers. And these oh, yeah, yeah. Rhode Island's a lot of fun. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. Uh, yeah, I, that's fine. We'll get it done. Well, that's the thing. Like, Rhode Island is the size of a county in... Idaho. Right, right. right. So, like, right, but it, it also has way more highways, right? Like, uh, yeah. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, 
Idaho, you've got entire swatches with, you know, I can draw you a, probably a 50 by 50 mile square in Idaho. No, I can even draw you a, yeah, I can draw you like an 80 by 80 mile square in Idaho with those state highways, right? Yeah, in Connecticut, you're never more than like four miles from a state highway at the furthest point, right? Well, I mean... Yeah. From where we are, where's the nearest state highway? Like half a mile? Yeah, yeah. I mean, within, within a mile of here, yeah, there's 399, 287, 175, 99, and 434, right? Yeah. So, so I, got, like, yeah, right? I get the point, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, even in Boise, there's, there's not that much that's under state jurisdiction. Just the roads around the Capitol building, though, and, and like 84 and 184. And from a clinching point of view, it's a completely different world. It's a completely different world. Yep. And obviously, as you've demonstrated, you know, culturally, planning wise, whatever you want to say, it's it's different in a lot of ways. It is very different. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is not to knock it, though, right? Which is to say that if, you know, Boise is probably doing better than, I mean, definitely doing better than any city I've been to in the Northeast in terms of things like ADA compliance, in terms of, mm -hmm. uh, frankly, they're doing a great job with bike infrastructure. I would way rather ride my bike in Boise than anywhere in the state of Connecticut uh, mm -hmm. up the road. Um, like, like Boise's, the, uh, they're, they're doing a good job, right? Um, it's, it's different, mm -hmm. but it's different maybe in different ways than people expect, which is kind of fun. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's yeah. you know, it's a great time to be a planner. It's a great time to be an engineer. There's all sorts of new stuff coming out right now. For sure, for sure. And uh, again, not to go down the political rabbit hole, but there is a lot of money from the whatever they call that. What was it called? The American Recovery oh, yes, or what, whatever that was that came out in 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of money that's been bottled up. It's gradually being released over the next decade to the states, yep. and so. In New York State, for instance, we have a budget for the fiscal year that ended April first. I guess is when the fiscal year oh, ends. Weird. That's, I, I don't, that's I don't remember. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, the budget was what it was for last year, and then this right. coming year, the budget is going to be twice that for right. the DOT, twice what last year was, and then the year after that is projected to be four times. Okay. Yep. So there's going to be all this money that's now being infused from the federal level to right. the state DOTs yeah. in New York, at least. I'm sure other states it's right, like right. this as well. So there's going to be a lot of new projects coming out, right, right. a lot of new construction. Um, so yeah, like the consultants, like the yeah, it's a good time the, to be you. It's a good time to be me because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of new projects coming out. Well, I hope. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't mind doing the overnights if it's right down the street. That's true. That's like, true. that's that's why I agreed to this one, and that's why I agreed to the last job I was on, because that job was only 15 miles from my right, house. Right, right. So, yeah. like, I, I'll work overnights if it's that close. I will not do overnights if it's down in New York City, where i got to commute an hour and a half. Right, right, right. Because yeah. that, that's, that's the part that really worried me, was going down there, working an overnight, and then having to drive home when oh, you're yeah, drowsy an hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, 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 like you, yeah. Can't, you can't do yeah. that. Yeah. So. yeah, well, I used to commute 15 minutes after having worked all night when I was in grad school. And, yeah, yeah, it was scary. Just to go 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so. I'm exhausted, but I'm, you know, no, yeah. 10 to 8, and then I'm like, passing out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. 
so anyway, yeah. that that's my that's my hope for the next few years. Yeah. Um, speaking of hope for the next few years, I want to ask you about something else because one of the things that has been going on is that at least in the Gribble Nation universe, is that there's been a push to start to kind of get people together and talk about the history of the hobby, yeah. the history of road enthusiasm. And I want to ask you about road meets. Okay. And, like, your experiences at yeah, them. Yeah. Now, I, I don't... Has Idaho ever had a road meet? Idaho has not had a known road meet. Okay. Yep. So you're not the person to ask as far as, like, hosting meets is concerned. I have hosted a meet. I hosted one in Colorado. It was in Colorado. Yes. And this was... 2015. It was the Denver meet. Denver. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I did hear about this one. Yeah, it was okay. kind of a clusterfuck, but that's... <laughs> Maybe that's why I heard about it. <laughs> well, I think everybody had a good time. It was the best. But, that's, but that was your first go-around hosting something. That was my first and thus far only go-around hosting. It was it was a good time. What but made it a cluster? I don't remember. So, so I had established an itinerary that was largely based on um, um, going up to Mount Evans. Ooh. Was, was a highlight of that. Okay. Now, so what I did, I lived in Montana at the time, so I, I drove to DIA, Denver Airport, a week before parked my car and I flew to LaGuardia to clinch the Delaware State Highway System. Oh, <laughs> this is where that random weekend Yes, yes. So, so <laughs> I, I successfully lured all the Eastern Road enthusiasts west so I could just go to the east and drive around in circles. I like that logic, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then, but then what happened was um, Mount Evans never opened. And yeah, I didn't realize that Mount Evans had never opened until like two days before the meet. And so I started re, trying to reconfigure the itinerary. And I was like, oh, we'll go out to the, uh, the bridge out in Leadville at the end of US 24, which is a long way. And then people were like, oh, no, but I already am doing that. And so I had to sort of like, I had to sort of like BS an entirely new meet itinerary oh, like three hours before the meet started. Awesome. That was uh, basically what happened. And it worked out, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, was it the world's best meet? Probably not. Did I uh, feel, did everybody, I think, have a good time? Yes. So, so was it, it wasn't, it wasn't the infamous St. Louis meet in terms of like, <laughs> Total disasterness, and everybody had a but. But everybody had a good time, so so it worked out. Um, you know, we got to see uh, we got to see the uh, trust bridge in Idaho Springs. We got to see an abandoned tunnel. We got to see the I seventy viaduct in Denver. Uh, we got while to, it was still there, even yeah, yeah, which is no longer there. It's yeah, now in a tunnel. Yeah, have they finished the tunneling? I think it's done oh, now, yeah. Okay. i got to get back there, because they were still it. finishing yeah. the tunnel when I was there yeah. last year. Yeah. I guess it was under but construction when I was last there in 21. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got to go up to Mount Lookout. Uh, we got to go up to Loveland Pass. So it was it was nice. Oh, you did Loveland Pass. We did Loveland Pass. Okay. That's sort of my, yeah, that's a good drive. That, that was my high point in lieu of Mount Evans that we can actually get to. So yeah. Way, yeah. Um, well, Mount Evans is the highest state highway in the U.S., I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Mount Evans is, and then yeah, but Loveland's not. Loveland's still a fourteener, so I think Loveland's the highest point on the U.S. Highway system. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it was a good time. You know, we got we got a lot of uh, Eastern turnout. We had uh, at least one person from Denver who was like, "Dude, you said just let me plan the meet." And I was like, "Yeah, I Poor guy's probably like, yo, like, <laughs> I could have told you Mount Evans wasn't open. <laughs> I think he was the one that pointed it out. Oh, all right. So, so whatever. So, so I appreciate that. So, so my, my lesson learned there was um, one, know what the hell you're doing when you play. <laughs> well, you know. Or, or, or you, don't make it dependent on seasonal things, or if you do, like, that's a, that sort of thing. That's a good thing to keep in uh, mind. Uh, yeah. uh, seasonal uh, is sometimes a problem yes. if you're, like, right in between yeah, seasons. Because no, yeah. Evans usually opens around Memorial Day weekend, which I know right. is what you were banking on, but if yeah. sometimes it gets pushed back a few weeks. Like, yeah. I had, when I was in Colorado last year, I had hoped to drive that, but it wasn't, it just well, didn't open. Time. It didn't open until mid June last right. year. Which which it does happen. I mean, my constellation prize was Pike's Peak. I got to do that instead. Oh yeah, but, nice. Which wasn't that. which wasn't bad. You know, yeah, it's yeah. fine. I haven't, um, I haven't done either of those yet. Yeah, yeah. Pike's Peak isn't. Like, Pike's Peak is cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, I did Loveland Pass on that trip, and I did Independence Pass. Oh, nice. Okay. Last yeah, year yeah, too. That's, that's, a, that's, that's another that's good nice. one. Yep. Yeah. 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 I like that part of Colorado. But yeah, I I I would say. Yeah, that, that wasn't my favorite meet. I, I would say I didn't particularly enjoy hosting. Um, you don't think it's your kind of thing? I I mean, I if somebody... I could be convinced to do it again, but but I would say I, I would rather host the after party or the... <laughs> <laughs> you want to do the party stuff, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, I, I would say I... I, I didn't find it as enjoyable as I thought I would like plan a road meet. And, like, I mean, was it was it because of the stress involved? Do you think? Or? I, I think I think part of it was. I don't think it was stress. I think I think some of it was. Um, you know, some of the challenge with these western cities is finding the right balance of stuff for road meet. Right, stuff tends to be a little bit more spread out. If you're looking okay. for sort of historic infrastructure that's going to be harder to come by that is interesting to look at yeah. depending on the city. And so I I would say I I struggled with finding an itinerary that was compelling enough to do in a reasonable amount of time, right, without just making yeah. people sit in their cars forever. Because so I think the right. best meets, the best meets by nature involve driving, but they don't involve too much driving, right? Like, like the best the maximum concentration of stuff you can see in the smallest area possible to me is optimal. But and, yeah, and that may vary from person to person. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, like, what makes a good road meet? Because you've been, you've only hosted yeah. the one in Denver, uh, but you've been to so many of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, I, I tend to, I tend to subscribe to the HBO model, honestly, which is, which is, uh, 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 I like sort of the the. For me, I have I derive just as much enjoyment. For me, the meet itself is like the midpoint of a broader event, which involves traveling to the meet, mm. traveling home from the meet, and then being at the meet, right? Yeah. And so, so I very much enjoy the lunch. I very much enjoy any social function afterward. I enjoy the 
I enjoy I enjoy seeing stuff that I wouldn't have otherwise thought to see in meat. Uh, That's right. interesting you right. bring that up, yeah. Right. It, it's very easy when you're hosting a meet in City X to do the greatest hits. Right, right, right. That everybody right. might have already seen right, in their right. travels. Or even if you get to see it from a different vantage point. If it's, if it's maybe it's an iconic bridge, but maybe it's somewhere that you're going to see it from somewhere that you wouldn't normally see it, right? Yeah. And so yeah. So I, I think I like that part the best. I, I would say I... In my old age, I tend to... <laughs> Your old age. <laughs> yeah, I tend to... Oh, stop, to, you're my age. <laughs> I, I, tend to, I tend to not enjoy, like, riding in the car as a passenger for very long periods of time, right? So it's like, oh, oh it's going to be like 40 feet. minutes until the next stop. I just, I'm just like, okay, here we go. Okay. <laughs> right, but, <laughs> that's where I'm, like, HB Yokins, perhaps, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever really met him. So you I, really I don't, I don't think, I don't he's, think so. Yeah, I, don't. I mean, he's well. I don't, we shouldn't talk about people. He's he's, he's a he is certainly well versed. In the world. I mean, I know who he is, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I I just yeah, haven't. Yeah. You know. um, no, he's, he, he's yeah. cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I guess for me, I, I view the meat in the context of like. An entire sequence of events, like it's it's mm. part of a sequence, of which I am in control of some of it, and then I cede some control. And this is maybe just me being like a crazy control freak. Right? I, I don't I don't think and that's then, insane though. What yeah, you're saying, yeah, right. like I, I understand what you mean. Like right. yeah, like so, for instance, to kind of go a little bit off subject, one of the other things that I'm really into, you know, when I'm not talking about roads, is uh, transatlantic ocean liners. Oh, From, fascinating. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. actually, we're recording this on April... What is today? April 15th. Well, it's the anniversary of the Titanic disaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we picked a hell of a day to get together and do nice. this. Yep, yep. Um, but, yeah, so one of the slogans for, like, the premier line that took passengers from New York over to England, right. the Canard Line, was getting there is half the fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I think that there is a parallel... But, that you can apply to oh, road meets. Absolutely. You know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes the things that people take from meets is the getting there part. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah and that's great. I think it's, yeah, 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 it's right. interesting, yeah. Right. But, like, I don't know, when I think back, like, on your Philly meet last year. Please do. I Please think, think that, as much so, as you want. So I think the most enjoyable part of the whole meet from you was the mini young part. The part that nobody came to in the morning. The, the, the freebie. Like, like, to me, that was the... That was so cool because I had no idea that it was there. I had no yeah. idea that neighborhood existed, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is cool! Like, uh, we get to walk out on a bridge. It's pretty chill. Like, then I get to walk around the neighborhood a little bit. Like, like this is cool. yeah. like, 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 like when I think like when I think back on that meeting, like the best parts. Like, that's the thing that comes to mind first, which is surprising, right? Yeah, you know, people like everybody who had been to that meet had been through Philadelphia at some point, right, 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 but. That was kind of the challenge with putting that one together. Right, it was right. like so so many people already know Philly. Right. They all know the stuff. Right. They all know the essential stuff. Right. So it's like, all right, how do I spin this in a way right. that's different? Right. Or or you the uh, the neighborhood, the, the abandoned neighborhood down by the airport, uh, where the Laura was. Oh yeah, Eastwick. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, East, that was Eastwick. Really cool. Eastwick that was, was really cool. cool. Yeah, Eastwick. <laughs> Eastwick was not part of the original idea for the meet. Oh, okay. That was something where I had a different idea in mind. I was going to take people around the airport. Yep. 
Which we kind of ended up doing anyway as part yeah, of the yeah. second day. Also, we kind also of, that was cool. Just go around the airport. And it's an interesting... It, it's... It, yeah, that was so cool. the, the theme of the Philly meet was seeing stuff that you had already been familiar with, but seeing it from different perspectives. And that was cool. That, adding yeah. more context yep. to what you're already yep. familiar with. Yep. The Eastwick thing came in because... I was scouting the meet one weekend, and Laura had come up with Marilyn to help me out yep. with it. And you know her. She's like urban planning yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah. So like, she introduced me to this idea of, oh, there's this neighborhood just off of Philly Airport that's like yeah. abandoned. And I'm like, I, I, I had never heard of this. So right. like, we drove around it, and I'm like, you know what? This this is, this has road meat written all yeah, over it, I think. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. But I, I like the Eastwick thing. I like yeah. the Schuylkill Banks Trail, doing yeah, yeah. the walk on that. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah. Um, the SS United States being right across the street. Again, the 20th Century Ocean Liner connection. Right, That's right, right. where that comes in. Right. Um, I, I think it's important that people introduce folks to new perspectives on things, but right. also add your own personality oh, to yeah. it. Yeah. You know, because we're all unique right. individuals, and the personality thing is what made me want to do the restaurant right. on the Saturday across the street from the ocean liner that was parked there. Of course, that's, yeah, that that's, cool. that's my personal connection to something yeah, yeah. else that's not road-related. Right. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's a million ways to do right. a meet. Right. Obviously, we could sit here and say, "Well, you, if you're going to host a meet, you should know what you're doing," oh, which, no. <laughs> which goes without saying. But, right. um, but I would say that there's no wrong way to do I agree. it. I agree. As yeah. long as as long as you make it compelling, right. and you stand by your idea, yep. and you're very good at communicating your idea right. to everybody else. Absolutely, because yeah, people have different opinions, right? Like. There are there are folks that really are into like the looking at the brand new construction or, or folks that and that's great and, and yeah I mean that's not necessarily me but I I'm, I'm all for that right like uh, I feel like there's some sort of an unwritten rule for that like meets should include construction projects wherever possible but I don't I don't know that that's a thing like some people think it is that. I don't know, if you, right. that there are different factions right. of the community. You get different answers on that. I, I mean, so I mean, my first meet, which was arguably, maybe not my favorite, but but possibly, um, was it was Jeremy Lance's Tulsa meet in 2010. It was on a Monday. Oh, I, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was me, Jeremy, uh, Steve, uh, Scott Naselrod, uh, Gene. Uh, you ever met Gene? I don't think I've met him either. Gene's cool. Uh, David Backlund. Uh, I've never met him either. I've yeah, heard of him. Yeah, probably somebody else. But it was, just a, it was such a... I mean, we just drove around and we looked at like some... We got some barbecue. And then we drove around and we looked at some like very... I mean, Oklahoma's a great state for a root meet because there's so much... Because they just like abandon infrastructure in place, right? And they don't fully <laughs> demolish it, right? And so, Well, you're, so, you're alluding to the Will Rogers Turnpike. Well, the yeah. there's turnpike, there's like various like old Y intersections that are just still there that are right next to like the new intersection, right? <laughs> you know, we just looked at a bunch of historical stuff, drove over a couple bridges that like probably have long since been replaced and like they were like sketchy as hell to drive over at the time, right? Yeah. And then we, yeah, it was just, it was chill, right? It, it made, it's possible that I like the smaller beats better than the bigger beats in terms of like smaller hit count. Why do you, why do you think that is? I, I because I think it's, the, I mean, the big ones are fun because you get to see everybody, but the smaller ones do feel more low key, right? Like, like there's less pressure uh, to do anything. 
Yeah. I don't know where the sweet spot is. It's you need a critical mass. I, I mean, I think the sweet spot to me is probably in like a seven to fifteen range. Like yeah, of people, right? It's good to have multiple cars. But to me, as the spirit, I feel like everybody fits in one car. That's kind of sad. Um. <laughs> 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 we have had beats like that. But yeah, but, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So you wouldn't consider hosting another meet again? I mean, I would consider it. I, I would. Like, what would it. like what would the parameters have to be for you to say? You know what? This is something that interests me. Because I feel like that's part of it, too. Like, there has to be a subject that interests you. Or yeah. There has to be a city, or maybe if you want to go down the mini-meat route, there's, like, a specific location that yeah. interests you. Um, I feel like that's kind of where these ideas start. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair statement. I, I think my initial poll would be to host one... Well, so when I was in Montana, I hosted one in Denver, which was, you know... a 12-hour drive from where I live, right? But I, I, have so, to, I have to say, though, that there aren't that many meets held out west. There aren't. Most, of the, most of the meets that are held are east of the Mississippi. Well, and that was how we landed on Denver, was, was I was kind of kicking it around with, I think, Steve and, like, Anthony at the time. And it's like, yeah, I would love to, get, like, get a meet going in the west. Like, like where can we actually get people? And I was like, I kind of figured, like, Denver is far enough east that, like, so like like AJ and Brandon drove right like 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 when we got we yeah. got you know we were able to get some of the central states and Gene and, okay uh, yeah Scott Kuzmicki we were able to get some of the central states people yeah. to drive and Denver is very easy Denver. to fly to right right yeah and 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 then the thought was you know well what I was trying to do with that effort was attract and I I it sort of failed in that regard so I was trying to attract. I was trying to say the East has this good road meat culture already. I want to start to bring this to the West. So let's let's have a meet in Denver, which is far enough east that I can get that culture out here. Mm. But also maybe drawing in some randos from the West that maybe we can sort of yeah. generate activity out here. That didn't really happen. So yeah. that was that was too bad. But that that was my thinking with that meet. It's uh, tough because yeah, yeah. everything is so spread out out west right, right, too. Right. So like a road geeks, you know, you might have a couple road geeks in Salt Lake. Exactly. You might have a couple right, right. in Denver. Right. You might have a couple in Boise. Well they're like a day's drive from each other. Right, right. So it's right. it's very difficult it's to tough. get them all together in one location. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of the aim with Denver and it, and it didn't work, but that that's fine. Oh, I, you know, I'm, but I appreciate that you tried it though. I'm curious to see what happens yeah. with Tom's Fresno meet. Um, Me too. Yeah. I, the I, one that's happening the first week of May. Yeah. I yeah. feel like there's enough in California. California should be able to California's, stay in its own road community, right? California's got a decent number of yeah, yeah. road geeks in it. Right, right. And now Ian's moved out there. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. you Ian, know, he's, he's I, out there. Josh is out there. Like Josh is in Reno, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that'll work. But but in terms of me hosting other meet, I, I, I think I would tend to, you know, certainly if there were a compelling reason to host one around here, I would be happy to do that. And yeah, if I if I um, in my travels around the Northeast, which I, I I've still scratched the surface on, right? Like I've driven the Connecticut Highway System, and then I've driven like various like random little road trips around here, right? But I haven't seen a lot. If I if I see a place that I'm like, ooh, this is really interesting, but yeah. also 
I feel like has a sufficient concentration of like interesting things in a small enough radius. Like I would consider it mm. meat in that in that situation. Uh, mm. um, it's not that I, I wouldn't want to do it. I, I, I think I would want to. You know, Denver. Denver. I mean, Denver went well, so I don't want to overly trash it. But you know, I, I lived in Wyoming for a few years in Laramie and went down to Denver often in that time. But hadn't spent that much time down there, right? Like I was still kind of fishing mm. for stuff, right? And, and uh, was by no means a, a Denver expert, right? Uh, and, and I don't know that that's necessary, necessarily, right? If you have, but but I think I I think it would be interesting to try to enlist local help if I were to try to host something like in a random location, right? Mm. If I don't feel like I'm familiar enough with it myself. Well, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to do with meets that I've hosted, is right. that I wanted to kind of bring the local people into the mix, because yeah. yeah. I just feel like, you know, these people are here, they're a resource yeah, for you, so you right. might as well just, right. you know, see what they think about stuff. Right. Like, when I was planning Philly, I I, I, I bounced ideas off of Jeff Taylor yeah, yeah, and, and other people. Yeah. and that's you know, the way to do it, yeah. You know, and then with Buffalo this summer, like, Adam Moss lives up there. Yeah. So it's like, hey, could you could you look into this for me? You know, like that's right. something that I'm thinking about doing. You know, just cause it's gonna be good. I, I think. think. With the, yeah, that's, I think that's the next meet I'm gonna go to. I think the thing that people are most intrigued to see how it goes is the luxury box. Uh, uh, that's gonna be interesting. I do because I don't I don't think there's ever been a meet that involved. A baseball game in a luxury box. Oh, I don't think so. That, that's uncharted territory. So that's that's a, be cool. That's a new experience. That'll be cool. I, I I still wish you would have had the balls to have us cross the border mid meet. But yes, that's so. <laughs> but that, but I understand why you didn't because that's insane. <laughs> it, 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 see, like with it, it would be it wouldn't be a bad idea with a smaller group, right? If it was like. 10 people <laughs> that would be crazy. but if it was like 10 people I think you could do it right 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 I don't know that I would want to do it with a group as big as we oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. and that's one of the things about the, the meets that I've done I've never had the opportunity to do a more intimate meet right with people yeah your meets have been well attended they've yeah. been they've been big ones yep and yep. I, I would assume that Buffalo would be another big one I think so but yep. Yeah, that is something that I would like to do at some point. Is just to do like, do something that's really random, but yeah, like, yeah. and that is like intentionally set up to not have a lot of people at it. Short notice, I think, is a key component. Yeah, Maybe well, because it's it's hard to do a meet in the Northeast that's not going to have a lot of turnout because all the road geeks who go to meets live out this way. That's true, right? So, yeah. like, if you live along the 95 between right. Boston and Washington, you're automatically at 20 people. What if you did it? <laughs> so, well, 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 on the Canada theme, what if you did it, like, right in the Quebec or something? I think automatically, if you enter it into Canada, you're going to cut the crowd down a lot. Well, I... I, I, mean, I, I don't know enough about what's going on up there, though. Well, I do actually have Canada on my to-do list in the next year or so. Good. I haven't yeah. been in Quebec in, like, since 2015. Yeah, yeah. So I need to get back there at some point. Yeah, you could do. Uh, I, I think there's enough. Brush to up do. on my French, you know. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> enough to do. Uh, uh, you know, they're doing the eighty-five extension. Uh, the oh, well, now you're talking about way out. 
yeah, east, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, not by Montreal. You can do, you can do a sort of southern Montreal meet. St. John's or Richelieu, or however you pronounce Saint it. St. John's, yeah, I think that's yeah, about yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or you can do one in Ontario. That's, yeah. yeah, whatever. Or, or don't do it in Canada. Do it in, like, West Virginia. You know what I should do? I should plan a meet around one of those trips that Doug takes up to go up to like curling events or oh, like yeah, the, to watch good. the New York Islanders play right. in like Ottawa or something yeah, <laughs> like that, cool. like in the middle of January so nice. it'd be like minus 30 degrees or something I like that I like that and here's the <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> anyway what have been your uh, what have been your favorite meets to attend over the years so yeah you, you alluded to one that I know that a lot of people bring up and it's one that I didn't go to because I wasn't really going to meets at that time and that was St. Louis in 2014. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I would say I, I really enjoyed the St. Louis meet, but that was the meet to end all meets. Uh, why do, meet, why do people call it that? It was the meet to end all meets. It was it was the perfect So so here's what happened. And and this gets this gets kind of Mythologized. And well, yeah. So, a lot of so what's happened yeah. was Tim Harvey planned a perfectly reasonable but very boring St. Louis road meet. And in boring, the, boring in the sense it that was it just, was just we were going to go look at the new Stan Mutual Bridge, and we were going to go to look. Well, what's wrong with that? No, that, that was fine. It was just like, all right. Yeah, excuse me. You're talking to a bridge engineer here. Yeah, like, <laughs> this, this is fine. Like, like, this, is, this is a good meet. Like, like, like this a very like low key local road meet. Like it was not intended to be anything, and and okay. so and so what happened was, in forum chat at the time, uh, Jeremy and Tim were in the chat actively. Oh jeez! And, we <laughs> and I was kind of kicking around like, oh man, like I could maybe drive here, like St. Louis. I could. That's about as close as a meet gets to Montana. So oh yeah, I'm like Pennsylvania. I'll go to the St. Louis meet, and mm. and. Uh, and then Jeremy and Tim were like, oh, we could actually like meet in St. Louis. Because yeah, neither of them travel much or have the resources. Oh, they're stuff. talking about the two of them. And so, and so they met, yeah. and, and, yeah. and then Steve and I were looking at the itinerary. We're like, oh, this is kind of boring. And so we were like, oh, Kim, what if we do this instead? Like this completely different itinerary. <laughs> <laughs> But she was like, oh, okay, I guess. And then we sort of started advertising. We're like, oh, we're going to do a meat hotel. We'll stay at the Days Inn in Collinsville. And then, like... And who was the architect behind this idea? It was the, it was the chat room. I, I don't know who specifically should get credit for any of this. But so I'm blaming Steve Albert, then. I, I, I think Steve is part of who you should blame. I think, um, <laughs> I think, I think Steve, I think Jeremy, I think... It, it started to sound interesting. And then Doug was like, oh... You know, Jeremy and Tim are going to And then Steve was going to come, and then Laura was like, oh, well, if Steve's coming, I can ride with Laura. And then and then yeah. suddenly there were 30 people coming to this meet. Oh, my God. And, and so, yeah, it was it was a total clusterfuck because... Uh, <laughs> and, and it wasn't... Uh, here, here's what I want to say for the record, because, because I think this gets lost in sort of the mythology of this. Kim Harvey didn't do anything. She did a good job. We hijacked the meat from her and turned it into something insane, and it got thrown off the rails. And, and that's fine, but that's that, that's what happened, right? Like, I think that that gets very underreported. It, it I think does. People assume that it's it's to do with her. It does. So we completely yeah. upended the itinerary, convinced her to change it. We 
we hijacked the meat. And, and, <laughs> oh and, and we, we crammed way too much into a short period of time. Um, um, uh, yeah, and we convinced a whole bunch of people to come. Everybody came. We were not able to get through very much of the itinerary. In fairness, there was also a parade that, that we didn't foresee kind. I heard about that, yeah, too. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that threw the whole thing off. We, we kind of... Um, <laughs> So we ended up at like the chain of rocks bridge, and we were walking around, and then nobody ever saw each other again after that. And, 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 but then we all met back at the Collinsville Days Inn, which became the that was the meat hotel. It was the meat hotel, and like basically everybody was staying there, and then we all went out to dinner, and, and we partied at the hotel, and it was a great time. There was uh, uh, perhaps some uh, Jeremy brought his cat. There was, there was marijuana. <laughs> like, it was a good time. Oh, jeez. So, it was a good time. And, and so that's why it was the meat to end all meats. And, and, uh, but but I, I, I do want to be fair to, to Kim Harvey and, and say that were there things that she could have done to make it go smoother? Possibly. Does she get all the blame for the fact that it was pure chaos? Absolutely not. Like that. that, that, that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you clarified that because I, I've heard people refer to St. Louis meat as the meat to end all meats for what ten years. It was, almost. It, was it was, it was, and but I never really understood where that came from and like what that I what that even meant. Like I don't know what that. No, I don't it, was know just, what, it was just like, like everybody was there. Like yeah. We had Jeremy was there, Tim was there, which which I know just which is an like, interesting combination. Yes, here. yes, yeah. yes. Uh, uh, we you know the, the food was good. We just everybody had a great time. I, I think it, I think that meat helped to sort of transition the road meat culture from the sort of pre-St. Louis meat. Oh, we're gonna go look at a bridge and we'll have lunch and we'll. That's fun. We're doing this and we're going to have a very sort of. We're going to very sort of. We're going to get in a circle and sing. We're very much going to have a. Yeah. An upstanding group of people are going to get together and discuss roads philosophically. We're like, the, it's a Greek symposium sort of thing with more clothes. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. The circle of knowledge. I, th yeah. I think it revealed that there was maybe a little bit of like a party animal side to us, right? And I think from there it's sort of. You think evolved. that that was kind of a, I think that, a byproduct? I think that. that I think that may have been because I think later that year was Steve's New York meet, another very good meet. That was meet. the first. That was yep. the first meet that yep. I ever went yep. to. Yeah, and. and yep. I think everybody was still kind of high from the St. Louis meet at that meet. Literally, and that was also that was also an excellent, uh, excellent meet. Um, you know, Jeremy's Tulsa meet back in 2010 was was delightful. That was that was my foray into the road enthusiast community, which is which was was that your first meet? That was my first meet. So I, okay. I drove down from Laramie, Wyoming. Wow, and, that's and, uh, a trip. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I I kind of. How did I go down? Yeah, I went down through Raton, and then I went I went down like sixty seven south of Dallas, and then shot back north. Um, but but you didn't take the direct way there, obviously. No, I, I, and then <laughs> on the way back I took like US four hundred. But but, but, <laughs> but regardless, I uh, my my first entry into the Rodin Cities community was knocking on the door of Jeremy's apartment, 
And, oh dear God. And, and you're still here to talk about and, it. Huh? And so I was like, oh, this is interesting, right? <laughs> and, and, and I meet, and, and I open the door, and there's Jeremy, and there's Cody Goodman. And I've never met anybody. Oh, else. Cody was there. Cody was there. That was Cody's first meet, too. Really? Yeah. And it's like, all right, this is this is an interesting like situation, right? And then... And then uh, That's and a good way to put it. Interesting and, situation. And then everybody else showed up, and it was like, this is this is nice. This is fun. And, uh, and that was a very... Jeremy... Jeremy needs those more meets. He, it was very well put together. We saw an interesting amount of stuff on a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. And, and it was just a good time. And then we went back to Jeremy's apartment later and, 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 and had a small party, and it was nice. Um, so so that, was, that was an excellent meet. I, I would say that stands out. Uh, St. Louis, New York. Um, I really enjoyed your Wilmington meet last year. That was a good meet. Oh, well, uh, thank you. I tried. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I do want to, since you brought that one up, yeah. I do want to say that that was a very important meet, I think. Um, yeah, it was the post-COVID sort of... Well, I'm glad you said it because I don't have to say it myself and sound like I'm just, you know... It's like the Well, no, but it's not, I think if I say it, it sounds like... You know, I got the pom poms out for me, but right. if somebody else says it, that gives it a little more legitimacy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wilmington was the first meet I had ever done, right? And I think that that was a very important meet. It was the first real gathering of road enthusiasts post COVID. Yep. It was the first time that we had ever really been together. Yep. In, like in a room, like in a, in okay. an enclosed room, you know. Right, with, right, right. With Without social distancing or anything like right, that, right, right. and in the lead up to that, there had been a lot of going back and forth in the community. Like, eh, I don't know if we're ready to do this. I don't know if we want right, to do right. this kind of thing and all of that. So I just said, "Look, you know, I, I don't really want to sit around and wait for other people to make up their minds about what they want to do with meets. I'll just do my own." Yeah, yeah, and I'll say, all right, "Here, here it is. Here's what we're doing. Here's when it is." Okay. Come on down and join us. Absolutely. Yeah. And because it was my first meet, I knew I had to do a place that I knew pretty well already. Right. Um, because I didn't want to have to learn how to host and learn a new place at the same time. Of course. I yeah. just felt like that was going to be right. way too much. So I picked a place that was already I already knew like the back of my hand, Wilmington, Delaware. Of which course. is yeah. Number one, there aren't that many meets that have ever been held there right. in Delaware yeah. as Delaware. a state. Right. Yeah. Um, well, there is that. Yeah, you got it's got that going for it. Yeah, but it's it's you know my mom grew up there. I was born there. My aunt still lives there, so it's a place that I frequent quite a right. bit. Yep. So it's like, all right, I let's see. Like it took it literally took me about ten minutes to come up with a concept of a driving That's tour, perfect. and yeah. it really didn't change that much that from was that. A, that was a great driving tour. Yeah. But but it, it, see but even that was secondary. Like no, my right. my objective at that point was to say get people together. Yeah, I feel like that's a big part of meets too. I agree. I is agree. that yeah. so much of the meets that people attend? It's it's not even so much the location anymore right. that's important. It's yep. it's the company. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's, it's yep. the people who are a part of the experience right. with you. Absolutely. Yep. And I think that's what's made the whole road meet culture special over the years. That's kind of been the one thing, like the X factor. Right. I mean, there are multiple X factors. 
Steve Albert is an X Factor by himself. Oh but, no, of course. You know, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> you never know what the hell he's going to do. But the company, the people you surround yourself with at, at these things are what really oh, make it memorable. No, no, we're, we're a big family. Um, you know, you, I think that's an interesting way to say it because we are a very small hobby right. compared to a lot of others. Yeah. And so, you want that company. You want to be able to enjoy yourself with other people. It's not like, you know, we're building model ships or anything. Like, there are 100 million people building model ships. Right. You know? Right. Are there 100 people who are attending road meets, if that? No. 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 So, it's it's a very special... I think the road meet is still a very special thing. I agree. Um, agree. And I took that very seriously with Wilmington. That was... I didn't even really care if people enjoyed the itinerary or the ball game that we did after right. that or any of that other nonsense. I, 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 nice. I just, I, just right. I missed you guys. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, great. I agree. I mean, just think about that. I, nice. just, just, I, I, missed, I missed seeing you guys. Yep, yep. And that's really where it came from was I just wanted to see you guys again. Right, just have something that felt kind of normal. And, uh, you know? And it was great. No, that, that was um, a good meet. Uh, and that, that's all that I asked from you guys, and you guys made that a really memorable event. Yeah, it was fun. And yeah. you guys, and you guys talked me into doing another one, which I did last year. Yeah, that was that was also awesome. <laughs> a very good thing. That was a good <laughs> No, I, I'm glad you revived the sort of national meet concept. I don't know. Nobody's run with that this year again, have they? Well, Tom. Well, Tom's event in California is allegedly going to be two days, but he's not calling it a national. Meeting. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. But yeah, but, 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 the idea of doing like a weekend yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You mean you know, I can't make it to Fresno, unfortunately, or or to Hanford County, which is too bad. I would have liked to have made that. But you mean Hartford County? Hartford County. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah. Where like is Hanford from? I don't know where the hell. Laura's going to be very uh, upset no, that you no, called it no, that. No, no. Um. We're already booked to go to New York City that weekend. Which is oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. But nah, no, I, yeah. I think it might be that the next week they make it to is Buffalo. I, we'll see. If something else pops up in the spring, I may. But mm. I don't know. June is coming up pretty fast. July is coming up pretty fast. Well, that's, well yeah, it'll be here before yeah. you know it. Because yeah. like, I, I know that all my weekends are like oh, filling yeah. up already. So. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, crazy. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, yeah, this weekend and next week they're like my last three weekends for Yeah. Going to Toronto, then we're going to Right. Yeah. Then we're going to New York and then we're going to then I guess I have a free weekend that'll be in Turkey the next following two weeks. Oh yeah, right. But yeah, on the subject of the on the subject of road meets, it's really um, it's really interesting to see how like the meat has kind of evolved over the years, and also kind of how we took it virtual. Yeah, yeah. Because like that's another thing. Like technology has made it so much easier for us to interact with each other. For sure. Yep. But yet, through that whole process of going through COVID and all that, yep. we still find the in-person meet to be the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, I was kind of wondering what the future of that was going to be because right. like, like what we were talking about before with like working from home and all right. that like you wonder like alright are we going to go back to the old habits that we had or are we going to just 
go with this new virtual thing, and, right. and like maybe the road meat will gradually die out over time. Well, I don't think that's the case. No, I don't think so either. I don't um, think the road meat is healthy as it's ever been. Um, I, I think so too. You know, I, I I wonder about like you know because the the people who made road meats really famous and really right. interesting, like from like ten fifteen years ago, yeah. they're gradually that's true falling out of that's the picture. Yeah. and they're not. This isn't to say anything negative. About no, no, them, but, but they're, they're, right. they're gradually not going to be a part of the picture. Anymore. Right, they're either, yeah. I mean, they're already not those things, but they're not the things, but yeah. yeah. So you wonder what the new generation looks like yeah. and whether they want to run right. with it and all that. Yeah, I do worry about that. I don't know who we've got. I do too. I, I don't know who we've got in the pipeline. I feel like we're... I, you know, you read you the know, these days, I, I worry a little bit that we're stagnating. I, I don't see the enthusiastic 20-year-olds so much that are... You know, no, I, I don't see that either. Take it over for us. <laughs> and so, like, so we have this weird situation where I say, like, the road meat as it has evolved over the last 20 years has, is not... It's it's more interesting now than it's ever been as a concept. Right. Yep. But who's going to take the baton right. in five years? Right. right. Yeah, rather than that. I mean, maybe that person has yet to show up and maybe they will this summer at Buffalo. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, that's possible, but it hasn't happened yet. I guess right. that's my point. Kelly's you know. home. Um, is Kelly home? Kelly's home. All right. Well, you know what? We've we've covered a lot of ground and we've said a lot today. So I want to thank you very much for yeah, coming on you. the podcast and doing all this. No, uh, it's, we rambling about nonsense. Yeah, well, we managed to do quite a bit of that. Today. We did, we and did. we managed to talk about some serious stuff we talked too. About, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much, David Corcoran of CorcoHighways.org, um, our resident Idaho expert here on yes. the podcast. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Hope to have you on again at some point. Absolutely, always happy to chat. Yeah, and uh, so it was good to see you again, and uh, good to have you guys. Uh, listening along you have been listening to an episode of the gribble nation roadcast which is brought to you by spotify you can listen to us on spotify google apple or wherever you get your podcasts i hope you enjoyed this episode and until the next one happy travels take care all that good stuff stay healthy and we'll see you next time you're exactly right about Lee. If they don't get Lee, I mean, there's other guys like, you know, Grenke's, uh, no, no, it'd be a bad move. You're talking about guys like Matt Garza, therefore, I mean. They were, they were a whole level down. Yeah, exactly. But when you talk about the Yanks in the minor leagues, they got the two catchers, Romaine and, and Montero. Sure. They also got, say, for example, in double-A in Trenton, Jeff Calvert with the nasty knuckle curveball, this kid Jeff Calvert. Guys like that is, you know, we're talking lifestyle issue. Am I wrong? With, with Lee? Yeah, well, well, Jeff Calvert. Jeff Calvert Montero, they both got lifestyle issues. What do you mean lifestyle issues? Uh, just what you're talking about. I think you have a lifestyle issue. Oh, I don't know. What are you What are you talking about? I mean, you're just being a fool now. I don't know what the heck you're talking about. You know? I don't know. I, I, I thought he was being serious. I don't know what the heck he's talking about.